to one Jansen Harris here with the final play on the Jessica Network. Have Will, Phil, Staria, and Isaiah in here. The Eagles. Look, I, I never believed in the Eagles. I didn't think they'd be 3-0 and at this point. I, but Jalen Hurts, he's looking like an MVP candidate. Phil, I want to start with you. Can we take this Eagle team seriously? Are they, are they the best team in the league right now? In the I, NFC? I wouldn't say the Eagles are the best team in the NFL, but in the NFC, they are definitely among uh, those top contenders in the NFC. I mean... Listen, you can make the argument that the Eagles haven't played a real team yet. You know, obviously the Lions, the Vikings, and the Commanders. No one's expected them to win a Super Bowl this year. No one's even expecting them to go far in a playoff run this year. So obviously the Eagles are still, in my opinion, a big question mark. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Giants fan. I still think they're a little bit of a big question mark because I just think that, you know, even though Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic start to the year, um, everybody on their defensive line is playing unbelievably so far. Their wide receivers, their tight ends, everybody like that is definitely clicking. But what happens when they face a real team? Now, I think this is a big test upcoming for them this week when they play the Jacksonville Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence has looked really, really good so far, you know, in his second season in the league and under Doug Peterson. It seems like he's sort of unlocked his abilities that we saw at Clemson. So, I think this is a huge, huge test for the Eagles. If they can win this game and go 4-0, I'm going to start taking them a lot more seriously. And I think the Eagles, if they can honestly go 4-0, I think it's fair to say that the Eagles are going to have the NFC East basically locked up before it starts to even get to the midway point of the year. Great, great point. Look, I'm sorry about your Giants, Phil. I'm sorry about your Giants. Look, I picked them to win. I actually put money on there. Yeah, I had a couple of side bets. But it is what it is. Cowboys defense showed up. I know, I know. Will, your your thoughts on this Eagles team? How do you view them? Give me your breakdown. Are they the best team in the NFL right now? I wouldn't say best team in the NFL. They're definitely up there as one of the top teams in the league. But I I did expect them to be good this season, especially because I don't think it's been like 10 years or something since a team won the NFC East back-to-back years. And so just playing off that trend, I figured it wasn't going to be the Cowboys and I wasn't high on the Commanders and the Eagles. So I that defaulted to the Eagles. and I kind of expected Jalen Hurts to take this step where he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's number one in MVP odds right now, which is crazy to say based off how other players like Lamar have been playing. But I definitely think they're one of the top teams in the NFC and in the NFL. Unlike Phillip, I think that they probably have already clinched this division with Cooper Rush (laughs) manning the helm for the Cowboys and Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones being the quarterbacks for the other two teams in that division. I don't see any of the other teams even coming close to them. I think they've probably already locked up the division, which means they're going to be in the playoffs, have a home playoff game. And so I think they're the top team in the NFC. They can definitely make a run in the playoffs. The team looks really impressive. The addition of A.J. Brown has just made that offense even more explosive than it already is. And the defense seems to be clicking really well. So I expect them to win this week against Jacksonville. And then they take on NFC East opponents most of the way. And then a few games they'll probably lose. But – I do expect them to make a deep run in the playoffs, being one of the best teams in the NFC. And and Jalen Hurts, he just looks smooth. He looks like he's just comfortable with the Eagles' offense, and he looks like a veteran to me. He's looking really good, just like his college team. And I saw somebody post what was a Bleacher Report, him him and Tua, and both those teams being undefeated. That's nice to see. Zaria, let me ask you, what's your thought on, thoughts on this Eagles team? 
Are they the best team in the NFL? Do you feel like they're the best team in the NFC? What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Um, I think it was definitely a big surprise to see that they are 3-0 and and the only team besides the Dolphins that are 3-0. and And based off of the last three games, you can definitely see that the Eagles are a force to be reckoned with. They had impressive wins over the Lions and the Vikings. And then also last week, their impressive win over the Commanders. And I feel like this is Jalen Hurts' standout year. He's very talented. His accuracy is very... It's pretty spot on compared to what it was last year. And he's not afraid to get the rushing yards if you've seen the Commanders game because he think it was about 200. I might might be wrong on that one. But uh, definitely an underrated player on that team, Devontae Smith. He's definitely making some top plays. And then you got A.J. Brown is an amazing receiver, and the running game is pretty good with Sanders. And I feel like if Hurts keeps improving with his passing game and it's also his running game, I feel like they could get into maybe the NFC Finals. Okay, NFC Championship game. Okay, Zari, we'll see if that happens. Isaiah, last but not least, your thoughts on the Eagles? How, how far can they go? Or, or is it a little premature? Zarya says this team could be in the NFC Championship game. Will says they already clinched the, the NFC East. It's, it's over with. You can just put a check mark by it. What's your thoughts on this Eagles team? Um, yeah, so I feel like the Eagles, they're peaking at the right time. This is a team that's getting better each and every week. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. He's leading the league. I mean, he's third in passing yards in the league so far. Um, this is a guy who is really trying to take the next step and show why he was picked to him in the second round. Um, I really like this Eagles team. They have a good defense who's um, who have a lot of new players, and they're, they're really clicking at the right time and playing as a team. And I just feel like they're really having fun out there and, you know, having that camaraderie and, really playing together is really um making it them <clears throat> excuse me a force to be reckoned with i do see them making a deep playoff run but i don't see them clip um winning the nfc it's still teams like the rams you gotta look out for the packers and the bucks too so i mean i i pump the brakes on that but if i if they do win this week um i do see them um really making um, a push Awesome, awesome. Great take on that. Again, we are presented by the Level 1 Game Room and Got Skills Pro. Oh, can't forget about Yasox as well, too. They'll kill me if I didn't mention that. Philip, back to you, Trevor Lawrence. Look, and, and Will, you would know more than everybody, being a Clemson guy, he, he was dubbed as the next great thing. And I, I'm not going to lie, I, I brought into it. And I, I'm starting to think – I really think they're going to beat the Eagles next th this week. I, I really – I'm starting to feel that way. I might be crazy to feel that way, but it is what it is. Is Trevor Lawrence, Phillips, starting to look like that generational talent? Are you buying into this? It, is he looking like the real deal to you? 
Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence last year, I think he sort of had that just rookie season under his belt where I think it was just a huge transition from the NFL. I mean, listen, before he made it to the NFL, Trevor Lawrence never lost a game in high school, almost never lost a game in college. So for the whole rookie season, Trevor Lawrence had a huge you know, take about, wow, this is a lot different than when I was playing sort of amateurs in a sense. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think he's finally turning into that generational quarterback that fans and experts around the league have, have expected. I mean, listen, if not for maybe a few costly mistakes on defense in week one, you know, the Jaguars could even be a 3-0 and team right now. Although they are not, the way they beat the Chargers the other day, who some have even said might be an AFC contender in the Super Bowl, the fact that they not only beat them, they bullied them basically the other day. You know, maybe it's finally time that Jacksonville has a true quarterback. You know, they haven't really had a true quarterback in their franchise's history. You know, the last quarterback that even led them close to a Super Bowl was Blake Bortles, of all people. You know, I think finally with getting the weapons that he needs and, and he has Christian Kirk as his number one wide receiver and James Robinson is coming around all of a sudden again after his season-ending injury last year, the Jaguars finally might be a team that's finally starting to turn the corner and turn around as a team that they once were when they were dubbed Saxonville. Absolutely. Philip. I agree with everything you said. Look, I, I'm high on their Kool-Aid, dude. I really believe Jacksonville is going to beat the Eagles. Trevor Lawrence is going to go, go out there, look outstanding. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts will look bad, but I really believe in this Jacksonville offense. Love what this what I'm seeing out of the running game. Love what I see at the coaching. Trevor Lawrence looks more comfortable. Now, Will, you're at Clemson. You, you Probably a big Trevor Lawrence guy. What are you seeing with his growth, him taking the next step? What are you seeing out of this Jacksonville team? I mean, I think it's pretty simple. The big thing to change for uh, Trevor Lawrence, he got an actual coach again. Last year, he entered the league. It's a big step going from the college to the NFL, especially with high expectations being the number one overall pick. And then he had Urban Meyer as his coach, which I think held him back greatly. If you look in the three games he played under Darren Bevel, the interim who took over for Meyer, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence looked a lot better, like he did in college here at Clemson. And then this year, Doug Peterson a coach they brought in to help grow Trevor Lawrence's game, and he looks impressive again. I think that while many of us were very uh, puzzled by the moves they made this offseason, especially at the wide receiver position, I think they were just showing to Trevor Lawrence that they believed in him and they were trying to get him weapons, albeit Christian Kirk. I don't know how much of a weapon he actually is, but he's been getting the ball to these guys, and it's looking really impressive doing it. I'm not too high on them where I think they'll beat the Eagles this week. Then after they play the Eagles, they take, they take on the Texans, and then they have the Colts again, a team they've already beaten. So there's two other games where they can pick up Ws. And then in the AFC South, a division that's pretty lousy, the Colts haven't looked great, the Texans haven't looked great, and the Titans haven't looked great. So there's a very good chance that the Jaguars could possibly win this division, especially if Trevor Lawrence continues to play the way he does. Yeah, absolutely great take on that. Let's move to you, Zaria. Your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence taking that next step. Him and this Jacksonville Jaguar team looking impressive, beating a Chargers team that many had potentially even going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I watched the Jaguars-Chargers game, and yeah, well, that was some Clemson luck right there because I did not expect the Jaguars to beat the Chargers like that. But I do think this could be Trevor Lawrence comeback year. And if we think about his talent last year, he has drastically improved in only just three games. 
Um, as of now, his completion percentage average is about 70%. And he's only thrown one interception. Has only been sacked twice out of the three games compared to other quarterbacks in the league that have been sacked more than four or five times. And he's constantly improving, getting his receivers good touches. And I think he's going to do better than most people anticipated what he was going to do this year. Great take. Absolutely. Isaiah, let me ask you, what's your take on Trevor Lawrence and his development, him and this Jaguars team? They're 2-1. and one. They just beat a team that many consider one of the Super Bowl favorites. Didn't look like it's Sunday. But, but how is this Jacksonville team growing? Break it down for me. Um, yeah, I'm definitely surprised by the start um, they've had so far to the season. This is a team I really didn't um, expect much from this season, to be honest. But um, I love to see the growth that they've had so far. Trevor Lawrence is really um, starting to show, shine and show why he's um, the number one pick. Um, an interesting stat I have to add is this is actually his first road win in nine starts. Another quarterback to do that is Peyton Manning. So, I mean, that's good company to have. And also his second three touchdown game of his career. So I do feel like um, the Jaguars are going to get better each and every week. But I say pump the brakes on them making a lot of noise in the division that they're in because um, they really haven't um, had that, you know, that statement win. Even though they beat the Chargers, Justin Herbert was playing hurt still. So, I mean, I don't really think that's a big win. But I do um, think. They have a good chance to beat the Eagles next week, but I feel like the Eagles are going to win that game. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what Trevor Lawrence does the rest of the season for sure. Great breakdown, Isaiah. Before we go back to Philip, I want to ask you, after seeing the Chargers get blown out like that, I know this isn't on the stat sheet with what we were here to ask, but do you feel like the Chargers are a little bit overrated and maybe we basically maybe the media pushed them too much as the team that – is next up to potentially win a championship. Do you feel like maybe they're, they're just an overrated team? Um, I definitely would say um, they're a little overrated for sure. Um, yes, they had um, a couple of good wins last season, but when you're talking about teams who's going to win the championship, you have to be proven, and they were, they don't really have a proven track record. So, I mean, if they you know, get into the playoffs, start winning some games, then I see it. But as of right now, I, I, I think they are overrated for sure. Awesome, awesome. Great take on that. Philip, let, let's go back to you and let's talk about a, a Los Angeles Vegas team, excuse me, a Las Vegas Raiders team that is 0-3. How disappointed are you by this team? I, I, I'll tell you this. They're one of the most disappointing teams to me right now. But Philip, break down why this team is just, so so disappointing right now at 0 and 3. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it's so disappointing to see the Raiders add a number 1 wide receiver in the league, probably the best wide receiver in the league right now, at least top 3 receiver in the league in Devontae Adams and, you know, I've been on the podcast before and I've literally always said whether it's the podcast or to my friends, I've said Derek Carr is the most underrated quarterback in football. And I promise you, now that he has Devontae Adams, the Raiders are going to be an unstoppable force because they have Darren Waller, they have Hunter Renfro, they have Devontae Adams, they have Josh Jacobs, um, Max Crosby as their defensive end. They are just a stacked team, in my opinion. They were so good offensively, and I think even defensively, they weren't the most perfect team, but they had weapons on defense. And 
Obviously, a week one loss to the Chargers, you think to yourself, okay, these are two teams that are powerhouse teams. They're going up against each other, heavyweights. Chargers got the better of them. Week two, you blew it against the Cardinals. You had the lead late, and you let the Cardinals back into it. You let them take over, and a fumble in overtime that was scooped up for a touchdown lost them the game. And then this past week, another sort of, I guess you could say, heavyweight matchup in a sense, but not really against the Titans. You know, this could have been a prove-it game saying, hey – I know we're 0-2, you know, both teams are 0-2, so one of them's looking for their first win, but the Raiders are so disappointing right now, and it, it can get, you know, the clock can strike midnight before any, before any, on the Raiders, before anybody else, and that's very, very surprising to me. I'm shocked to see it happen to them. I hope that they could still turn it around, but when a team starts 0-3, chances are of them making the postseason are very, very slim. So if the Raiders can make it this season to even a playoff berth, especially after the moves they made in the offseason to make themselves better, I would be very, very shocked, and I'd be very disappointed that the Raiders can't even make a playoff berth, especially with having Devontae Adams on this team. Will, your your thoughts on this Raiders team and them starting 0-3, which has to be disappointing, even though the AFC West so far hasn't lived up to the hype, in my opinion, is still disappointing. Your thoughts, Will, on this Raiders team? Yeah, well, this Raiders team, is, it's been crazy. They're, they've been a tale of two halves. You can't say it's the second half. You can't say it's the first half because it's been varying each game. But that first game against the Chargers, they looked great in the first quarter. They looked – I apologize. They looked horrible in the first half, and they staged that comeback in the second half and fell up short. Same thing happened this week against Tennessee. They looked horrible in the first half. Second half, they held Tennessee scoreless. They scored late only to miss that two-point conversion to tie it. And then against the Cardinals, they looked great in the first half. That second half, they absolutely collapsed, but the Cardinals come back into it. So they just have been unable to finish games, which has been severely disappointing. And I'm surprised. I didn't see this coming a little bit. I was high on them. But having seen, being a Patriots fan, and having seen Josh McDaniels for the past 10 years, I should have been a little surprised. I just don't think he's fit to be an NFL head coach. We saw in Denver he wasn't great. Now in Las Vegas where he's on a, has a much better offensive team, he's supposed to be an offensive coach. They just can't. They went scoreless in the first week against the Char- Chargers. They've just been hor- horrible so far. And it's been extremely puzzling. I think that because, like you mentioned, the AFC West has been a little bit disappointing, that they'll still have a chance. But they've got to start winning some games, especially Al Davis thinks so. There are reports that he already had a closed door meeting with Josh McDaniels. Who know? He might be the first head coach fired in the league if the season continues this way for the Raiders, which I don't think anyone saw coming. And yeah, that's that's never a good sign that when you have a team that is having closed door meetings. That's not good at all with the owner. And you're right, 0-3 start, as you guys both mentioned, it is hard to win some games. It's a, it's a that's what they're supposed to do. Zaria, your thoughts on the Raiders golden free start? Um, I think that the expectations for the Raiders were extremely high during the offseason. And now with them being 0-3, it it is extremely disappointing. And honestly, Devontae Adams has not been living up to the expectations. I feel like a lot of people were very excited about him going into the Las Vegas Raiders franchise. 
And then he comes out and is not really putting up Green Bay Packers numbers, which I feel like that's disappointing people a lot. And I guess it's possible to have a team bounce back after starting 0-3, but the Raiders play Denver in week four, and then they play Kansas City in week five before their bye week. And mm, I'll call it right now. If they keep playing the ways that they've played the last three games, they are going to go 0-5 into their bye week. Uh, we'll go to Isaiah next. Isaiah, like, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that this is a disappointing start? Did you expect this at all? Did you think maybe the Raiders would be better than zero and three? You think they would maybe have one or two wins, at least be a five hundred team? Are you shocked by this zero for three start? Um, yeah, I think I'm um, just like the rest of you guys. I definitely am shocked um, by the Raiders start because in the off season when you, re- you resign your quarterback to a new deal and bring in the number one receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. It's a lot of added pressure to you, um, not only as a player, but it's a lot of added pressure to the franchise itself because they want to win right now. And they have a lot of talent around them. Um, as you mentioned, um, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, those guys can really help them win games as well. But I feel like when it comes down to it, the Raiders have to be better in late game situations. Um, they, they're a team who has given the game away right when it matters the most. And as you mentioned, like they shouldn't have to go down the field and try to potentially tie a game to win. To win, you shouldn't be um, having to be winning like that. But I do feel like the Raiders can turn this around. It's not too late to give up hope on them. It's still early in the season, but but if they do um, lose the next two games, then yeah, I feel like their season is done. Sure. Absolutely. A 0 and 5 start. Guess he's having some connection issues right now. Hmm. It's happened before. It's not the worst thing. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a – see if he's coming back. Jansen, can you hear us? I don't know if he, I don't know if he can hear us. Jansen, can you hear us? Add back in. It, it's Add hard to back in. Yeah, yeah, it was hard yeah. to hear you. But we can hear you. We can hear you. All right, off to the next question. My apologies about that. Have to get things fixed up here in the studio. Philip, let's let's go to you on Cooper Rush. Two and zero since he's been starting the Cowboys. Should the Cowboys think about maybe pushing Dak's return even farther down the road if Cooper continues that success? Uh, my thing with Cooper Rush is this. Uh, 
it's it's kind of crazy to me that the Cowboys have even won once since Dak Prescott went down. I mean, listen, the way that they played in week one, I was I was like appalled by. But as a Giants fan, I kind of basted it, I'll admit. I was happy that the Cowboys were just not playing well at all. And it looked like, wow, if, they're, if Dak Prescott is now hurt, I, the Cowboys are done. There's no way they're even going to win one game because we saw what happened when Prescott went down in 2020 when he broke his ankle and was out for the year. So I thought, wow, if that's the same kind of season that it's going to be for the Cowboys, then, man, they are in big trouble. But Cooper Rush has stepped up. I mean, Cooper Rush has done exactly what he's asked to do. Obviously, a backup quarterback never expects that he's going to be put in such a big spot when this regular starter goes down. But I'll admit, Rush has definitely done exactly what he's been told to do. In week two, they beat the Bengals on a last-second field goal, and, and that was a big thing for them. Another thing also that I have to point out is they, without Michael Gallup and and Schultz yesterday, they still beat the Giants. Uh, they destroyed the Giants, if we're being completely fair. But I think Rush has done exactly what he's been asked to do. And to be honest with you, I hear Prescott's already saying he's going to target a week five return, which I don't really see how that's incredibly likely, especially since, you know, back in week one, they were saying this injury to Prescott could be six to eight weeks. Now they're saying he'll be back by week five. So I don't know if that means the Cowboys think that Rush isn't going to keep this up and they're so worried about getting Prescott back into the mix because they see the Eagles are starting to run away with the division. Maybe they're a little bit worried, but Rush has done exactly what he needs to do. So if I'm Cooper Rush, I'm, I'm just sort of blocking out all the noise and I'm just going out there and playing the game the way I know how to play and just try and lead the Cowboys to some victories. Great take on that, Philip. Will, Cooper Rush, he surprised me last night. I thought he managed the game pretty well. Should they think about, and I know Jared Jones don't care, who's ever going to win and bring him closer to a Super Bowl, he's going to go with, right? Do you feel like Cooper Rush needs to stay in there longer, at least until Dak is really, I guess, really ready? Or maybe they should push out his start if if Rush keeps having success? What's your thoughts on the whole situation? Because I'm confused. What Jerry Jones is saying and what's going on, and Rush is two and zero. Yeah, I mean he's actually three and zero if you go back to I mean, all three of his starts in the NFL. If you go back to last season when maybe the Vikings, but I think that he, despite his play, even if he was playing poorly, I think they should have just kept Jack Prescott on the sideline until he was almost completely healthy. If you look back to last season, see the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had a similar injury to his hand. He came back relatively quickly. I think he said it was like he came back in half the amount of time it should have been. And then the first couple of weeks since returning from the injury, he looked really disappointing and they couldn't win games. And so I think that rushing Dak Prescott back regardless would have been irresponsible and not very beneficial to the team. And just looking forward at their schedule, they have the commanders this upcoming week, a team that Cooper Rush can very much beat. And then the week five, the week they were saying that Dak Prescott was hopefully to return. They have the Rams in Los Angeles. And even with uh, Dak Prescott fully healthy at the helm, do you think you have a easy chance of winning that game? No, I think it'll be a tough matchup for them, where I think you let Dak Prescott still recover from his injury, because the remaining two games after that Rams game are the Eagles, where possibly that's in Philadelphia, Sunday night football. I think that that's still a tough game for them, even with Dak Prescott. And then you have the Lions and the Bears to round out October. So I think that Cooper Rush is very manageable to go two and two, two and or win that Bears game too, and go three and two in those five games and put them up in a pretty good spot. 
to have uh, Dak Prescott return whenever he gets fully healthy because you don't want him coming back 50%, 75%, and being just as good as Cooper Rush with the injury. So I think that they should keep him on the sideline until he's fully healthy because it'll be counterintuitive to bring him back a little early. Okay. I like that take on that. Zaria, your thoughts on Cooper Rush. Do you believe that he needs to be in there longer and Dak needs to take his time? Will made some great points. Will rushing these guys back, they don't play well. What's your thoughts, Zaria? Yeah, I think it would I think that's the worst thing the Cowboys can do is to rush Dak Prescott back in. And I feel like doing that, it would make him more injury prone and he would be way more inconsistent than he already is. And I feel like there isn't necessarily a need to even think about rushing Prescott because Rush is 2-0, 3-0 if we count the win last season. But Cooper Rush, yeah, Cooper Rush is getting the job done. So I don't really see a true reason to rush Dak Prescott unless if it's some type of undermined thing that no one really knows about. Okay. Isaiah, your thoughts on Cooper Rush. First of all, what's your impression on him? Do you, are you impressed by him personally of how he's been playing? And do you think he needs to stay in there longer and Dak needs to take just more rest? Maybe not rush him back. Will was saying week five. I think that's pretty soon. Maybe they should push it out to week eight, week nine. But what's your thoughts on Cooper Rush and, and that timetable with Dak? Should they rush him back? Should they wait? What's your thoughts? Yeah, so I feel like um, Cooper Cooper Rush, he, the guy's a winner. He's did nothing but win when the Cowboys have a collar on him. So I feel like if a guy is winning, let him stay in there. And knowing the injury history that Dak Prescott has, it's not smart to really rush your franchise quarterback back out there unless it's needed be. I, I understand if it's later in the season when they're making a playoff rush. But right now, still early in the season, just sit Dak Prescott until he's healthy and just let Cooper Rush um, do his thing. I feel like it could develop into a similar situation if Cooper Rush is playing really good that Dak Prescott had when he replaced Tony Romo. That's something to look at because Jerry Jones, he just wants to win, so he's going to go with the guy who's winning him games. So, but, but besides that, Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Cowboys, but I do feel like right now, that Cooper Rush does need to stay in there until Dak is fully healthy. Okay, great take. Last but not least, we're going to talk about the Falcons. Finally, it's about damn time. They win their first game. Again, we are presented by Yaw Sox and the Level 1 Game Room. Phillip, Cordero Patterson, man, he, shoot, 31, don't look like it. Don't look like an old man for a running back. He, he's proven to be still productive. Are the Falcons the best one and two team, Phillip? Uh, you know what? I have to say that I have been very closely watching Falcons games this season a lot more just because I, I want to see what they're all about. I, I'm very intrigued by them. Marcus Mariota, I loved him watching him in Oregon, so I, I always loved his play. Uh, I needed to see if Mariota still had it in him getting his first starter gig since the, uh, being the Tennessee Titans starter back in 2019. And listen, Mariota, I'm not saying that he's putting up Heisman numbers. I'm not calling him the best quarterback in football right now. But Mariota has 
to do has to work with what he's got. Drake London right now, I mean, best rookie wide receiver in my opinion in the league right now with what he's done. Not, not probably. I mean, that might be a little bit of a hot take because I know that Baltimore also has some weapons too. But I'm looking at Atlanta and I'm looking at them and I'm saying, man, if they didn't blow Week One and they almost came up, they almost came back in Week Two against the Rams. You know, the, the Falcons have had close games. You know, they've sort of been a team that's almost pestering their opponents so far. You know, they they look like they're going away and then they're not going away. And that's the beauty, what I love about the Falcons so far. They're not quitting. I think a lot of uh, teams and experts and everybody like that expected them to sort of just roll over and, and just maybe say, hey, this is not a contending year, so we're not going to pick the Falcons. But Falcons and teams love that. They love when people doubt them. So I think the Falcons right now, probably one of the best one and two teams because they're just trying to make noise. They're trying to show people, hey, maybe we're not winning games, but we're going to annoy our opponents and we're going to make sure that we get on them until the, the, the results start to show and we're contenders again. Great point. Will, what's your take on this Falcons team? I, I don't know how you really feel about them. They're one and two. Patterson running the ball well. It looks like they got Kyle Pitts involved a little bit. Drake London, again, if he stays healthy, to me, he's a player who can score red zone touchdowns. What's your breakdown on him and, and this Falcons team that's one and two? Are, are they the best Fal uh, one and two team in the league? Uh, building up that last point, I don't think they're the best one and two team in the, in the league, let alone their own division. I think the Saints have been disappointing, but I think they're a little bit better than the Falcons. But, yeah, I mean – I've been more impressed with the Falcons than some of the other teams, however, because I was not expecting much from them this season, and they showed real good fight. Cordero Patterson, I think, is a top 10 running back in the league, which I like to remind people Bill Belichick was the first one to actually utilize him as a running back. Patriot legend Cordero Patterson, but he's been impressive. Drake London has been very impressive, showing why he should have been the number one receiver taken in this past year's draft. But I think they'll be a lot like last year's Lions team, where they don't accumulate a lot of wins, but they're hanging around and they're really close in like almost every single game. They'll be frisky. You don't want to play them if they're on your schedule, despite it probably being a win. They'll take you down to the last couple of plays, fight tooth and nail. And I think Mariota's looked impressive, but if they continue to lose, I think maybe they give a chance on Desmond Ritter, the quarterback of the Cincinnati they drafted this past year, give him a chance with the weapons like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Patterson, see how he does, see if he's the guy for the future, and build from that. I think they're better than they were expected to be, but best one and two team I think is a bit of a stretch. Before we move on to Zaria, Will, what's your ceiling for Desmond Ritter? I, I believe he'll get some playing time as well, too, later in the season at some point. I hate to say this, but Marcus Mariota, he always gets hurt, so I, I feel like, and I hope it doesn't happen, but I always feel like he'll get hurt or – He'll be benched because of poor play. I think Riddle will get an opportunity. What's your ceiling on him? Are, are you high on him? What What do you think he could do in the future? Yeah, um, I'm kind of high on him. I don't know. I liked him a little bit at Cincinnati, and he impressed me a bit in the preseason. I think that for Mariota, it's tough. He's put in a tough situation with a team that's not great. I'm, granted, the offense is pretty good, but I think Mariota is the perfect like backup quarterback for a team to have not a starting quarterback. And so I would like to see Desmond Ritter get in. And I think he could be a pretty serviceable quarterback in the NFL. A Joe Flacco type, where if you build a good enough team around him and a good defense around him, I think he may have the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. 
But I don't think he's going to be like one of the great quarterbacks, let alone the best in this past year's draft. But I think he's serviceable to be an everyday starter in the NFL if you give him the right tools. And I think the Falcons have built that with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Patterson. So I think he could impress if given playing time. Zaria, your thoughts on the Falcons. Are they the best one and two team in the league? Starting off with the Falcons, Cordell Patterson, just wow. He's putting up such great numbers. And yeah, going off of what Will and Phillip have been saying, Drake London has been amazing, and so is Kyle Pitts. But there are 13 teams right now that are one and two right now. And if we go through every single team, it's pretty obvious that the Falcons are not the best they're in the top but I don't think they're the best the teams that are one and two right now are the Jets the Patriots the Steelers the Bengals the Titans the Chargers the Commanders the Lions the Saints the Falcons the 49ers the Seahawks and the Cardinals personally I think Tennessee is the best one and two team right now. I feel like they shouldn't have lost to the Giants. But, um, and also because Derrick Henry, who is going to stop him? Because that man is a beast. And I feel like Tennessee should have beat the Giants to make them two and one, but it would probably be the Titans and then the Falcons and then probably the Saints right after them. Wow, no Bengals. Okay. Okay. Well, the Bengals are playing sloppy. You're right. You're right. Isaiah, your your thoughts are are the Falcons the best one and two team? Look, they just got their first win. Pretty good win against a Seattle team. Their young guys looked good. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson at 31 looked good out of that backfield, running the football, just running hard, scoring touchdowns. What's your thoughts on it? I do feel like. Like they are one of the best one and two teams, but not the best. Um, because based off of the list on Zarya just mentioned, several teams on that list who are better teams than them on paper, just on paper. But I do like what the Falcons have did so far through, through this season. The games they've lost have been very close games and games, to be honest, they could have won, but you know, they just turned the ball over in late game situations. I do like what Mar- Marcus Mariota has been doing. I feel like this is the year for him to prove himself. Um, he's a starter again in the league, but I do feel like it's also his job to lose. Um, I do feel like if he does get injured or he's not producing um, like the Falcons want, they will give an opportunity to Desmond Ritter, who they drafted, and and he might be the, um, the future of their franchise. But I do um, see the Falcons – hanging around late in games. They're um, showing a lot of fight this year compared to last year. And this is a t- team who, who who might be able to figure things out, but just not this season. I agree with you, Isaiah. They're, I don't think they're the best one and two team out there, which most likely everybody had that opinion. But we'll see. We'll see. The, the Falcons, they look, they look promising, and it's a young season. We'll see what they could do in the future. That's it for the show. I'm Jansen Harris here with the final plan, the Just Good Network. Again, we're presented by the Level One Game Room and Got Skills Pro. Visit justgoodnetwork.com and sign up today for broadcasting purposes. Look, here joining me, Will doing his thing. 
looking sharp tonight. You see Clemson in the background. Phillip produced the show. Mr. All-Around Superstar doing his thing. Isaiah, he made his debut today. Did a heck of a job. A hell of a job. Excuse my language, guys. And Zaria coming with the facts and, and her great point of views. Great show tonight, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Always a Thank pleasure you. to be on.